go ahead and get started with our Verizon IndyCar Series post-race press conference, joined now by our second and third place finishers, Ryan Hunter-Ray and Alexander Rossi, who finished second and third respectively in today's race. Ryan, we'll go ahead and start with you driving in the number 28 DHL Honda for Andretti Autosport. Started fifth in the race today, able to work your way up a few spots. Trying to catch Scott, Scott Dixon there towards the end, did you feel like you had something for him in that final restart? Yeah, we were pretty evenly matched, I think. Um, you know, I, I had a bit better run through turn one and two on the restart, uh, so I closed on him there. Uh, I really needed some overtake at that point, uh, push to pass, but we're not allowed to use it at that point, so... That would have been the difference maker, I think, for me to have a run on him. But from there, we, uh, we evenly matched each other's laps. Uh, just in his dirty air, I couldn't make the run through the f higher speed corners to stay close enough. So it's unfortunate. Um, you know, we came up close. I thought in the middle of the race when we were logging the uh, fastest lap of the race after fastest lap of the race that we were going to come out in, pretty good, uh, in a pretty good position. I was hoping for, <laughs> for better than we were. But it was close. Uh, we're going to have to go back, uh, you know, try and make... Um, make our weaknesses a little bit stronger tomorrow and, and see where we can come out. But all in all, good day, second. Just want to win, so <laughs> it's a uh, it's feeling of, of coming up a bit short. I know it turned into a really beautiful day outside, but how physical were the conditions out there on the racetrack? This place is physical because, you, you know, going through a regular corner on a road or street circuit, you usually make one turn, right? And you're just usually making one motion with your hands, and here you're doing 15 in a corner, so... It's, um, it's just really physical because you end up counter-steering so much and constantly catching the car and, and you're, you know, the car is, it's just violent out there. So it ends up being physical that way. Um, but uh, as Alex was talking about coming in here, thank God it's not 90 degrees outside. Uh, you know, so we'll see what we have tomorrow. Maybe a little wet weather in the, in early in the day and then it seems like it clears up later. But uh, either way, it should be, should be interesting. Same for everybody. Absolutely, that is Ryan Hunter-Ray finished second, ties his best finish here on the streets of Belle Isle. His teammate, Alexander Rossi, driving the number 27 Ruoff Home Mortgage Honda for Andretti Autosport. A new best finish here on the streets of Belle Isle, started fourth and finished third. Alexander, take us through that final restart. It seemed like you really had your mindset on finishing on the podium today. Yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, I was stuck, stuck behind that car for, for most of the race, so... Um, we had the opportunity. We were quite a bit stronger in turn one and two. So, you know, I, I, I kind of tried to maximize that as much as possible. And I was glad we were able to get it done. It's great to be back on the podium. Um, you know, the, the whole Napa know-how team and the, the Ruoff Home Mortgage guys really deserved that after what's been a really long stretch of May and um, seemingly a, a long time since we've been on the podium. So uh, hats off to them. They had great pit stops. We had a good car. And um, also, it speaks to the strength of Andretti Autosport to be second, third, and fourth, and Honda to be in the top six. It's, it's a good day for all our partners, for sure. And not to take away from either of your performances, but Scott Dixon moving up to third on the all-time win list with his win today. What does he mean to both of you as a racer and, and his impact on the sport? You know, I think that Scott Dixon is synonymous with a lot of us as we respect him as probably one of not only the best drivers in IndyCar history, but also in the world, and um, it's a pleasure to, to race against him, and any day that you can beat him is a good day, so, um, you know, I think he, he definitely had the upper hand on us today, and he's been strong all weekend, so, you know, we've got, we've got four very good cars that we can go analyze tonight, and, and hopefully draw all the strengths together and come up with a package to beat him. Yeah, Scott's one of the best, um, you know, it's, 
it's amazing uh, this day and age in racing and how equally matched everything is to be in that bracket of, you know, third overall. I mean, um, you know, as long as they've been collecting these stats, there's many years of where, you know, certain drivers would have streaks where they'd win, you know, 10 races in a season or something like that. So it's amazing that, that this day and age that he's able to continue to rack them up and, and be in that list. So that's definitely not the guy you want in front of you on a restart. Um, so it's a bummer that I uh, couldn't catch him. But we were going to make a run for it. But congratulations to him on that third. What? How many more does he have to do to go to second? Ten. Do you think he can do it? Oh, boy. Did he uh, pass Michael? He's tied. Ooh, tied with Michael. That's not going to go down well. So are there conflicting oh interests here? Would you guys like to see him move past Michael? I'll plead the fifth on that. I mean, no. I think it's our job. It's in our job description contract <laughs> to make sure that he does not pass Michael. So. Yep, that's our job now. That's what we're going to talk about every morning, that we yes. don't let him oh boy. pass Michael. <laughs> Engineering meetings just took on a whole different meaning and Level of here. importance, yeah. yeah. Shouldn't have asked the question. <laughs> Bruce, we'll start with questions with Bruce. This isn't the first time it's happened, but for some reason, Honda seems to really do well at the Chevrolet race here. What is it about the package that suits this, the Hondas so well? Can't tell you that, Bruce. I mean, they beat us at the Honda Grand Prix of Alabama, didn't they? So yeah. This is our revenge. I don't know what it is, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's just... Uh, What is it? I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> You're going to be the one to spill the beans, not me. I'm not taking that heat later. No, but for some reason, does the engine package kind of really match this track? It looks like it. Yeah, absolutely. It's slick the... around here, so it looks like it's, um, we're having a pretty good time putting the power down. Whether that's more torque or whether it's drivability, I'm not sure, but um, definitely had the stronger package today. Sir, do you have a question up top? And we had, if you wouldn't mind waiting for the microphone for our transcript. It's coming around. Thanks. This is for either one of you, too. Um, you said today you might have an inkling of, uh, of what you can look at for data tonight. Do you have anything that you drew from the ride today where you can maybe pull out a little bit more speed, or are you just going to wait for what your crew and the engineers think? No, I think, you know, after every session, there's things you look back on and, and can improve upon, and um, no Andretti Autosport car won the race today, so um, we definitely need to be better, and I think we have four very competitive cars, like I said before, and, and the results showed that. So I don't think it's, it's massive things, but we need to kind of compile the differences. And, and um, that's one of the things this team does the best is, is able to have open discussions and kind of move forward as a group. Yes, Tony and then Steve. Uh, Ryan, how key is your guys' strategy to come out like perfectly every single time to on the three-stopper? Uh, well, we knew we had a fast race car. And when we weren't going fast, we thought, okay, let's pull the eject you know, handle now and let's get on to something else. So we did that and I was able to continue to put down the laps I needed to to close the gap to these guys and and then, uh, you know, I'll have to look at the replay and how it all cycled out. But it, that was a difference maker, getting on, uh, getting on our own side of the racetrack and able to just go fast. I, I ran into quite a bit of lap traffic or I don't know, they were on, they were on the lead lap, but, uh, and I was able to get through them quick, which was, which was vital to, to how we finished it. I, I didn't, sit behind one car for a full lap so that was that was pretty good that was key to being able to move through it and continue to to put down those fast laps um so it's always a gamble here you know you go for a two stopper and then the yellow comes out at the wrong time you go for a three stopper it goes you know green and 
it's just it, it's tough around the, these places because you end up getting the yellow at the wrong time at you know and you just try and make the most of it so good good job by Andretti Autosport today like Alex said we had we had four cars that were that were very competitive Steve Alexander three street course races this year three podiums coming from Europe that's not something you did a whole lot of what is it that you like about driving on the street course uh, well, or it suits your style. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. Um, you know, we have a couple of street races over there for sure. I mean, obviously these are different. I don't, I don't really have an answer for you. Um, to be honest, I don't think there's anything special that I'm doing differently than a road course or an oval. So I, sorry, I don't have a, an explanation for that. Jared. We saw Graham lightly hit a curb and lose it right into the wall. Have you guys noticed that curbs are more disruptive to this car now that you have less downforce, and does it affect the way you go through corners to try to avoid that? I mean, I don't even think we were hitting that curb last year. So, um, you know, it's a very fine margin around a place like this, and, you know, you have to get as close as possible to the curb because um, that's where the grip is. So. You know, it's easy to make a mistake. You know, I, I brushed a wall in, in practice too, brushed a wall in the race um, as well. So you're constantly kind of searching for that limit. And when you're pushing really hard with kind of like Ryan mentioned before, with how many corrections you're making, and it's a very easy mistake to, to have happen. Bruce. Alex, you're back on the points lead. You have a chance to gain more points tomorrow. How important is that as we head into the stretch run of the season? Um, you know, we're not quite at that point yet. I mean, we're still looking for race wins, and um, that's the main goal. Obviously, you know, with four laps to go, and I realized I wasn't going to catch Ryan and Scott, you know, it's just about bringing the car home. So, um, you know, but I'd say for the first 55 laps of the race, we were pushing as hard as we could to try and get a win, and that's our main focus right now. Yes, Tim. Yeah, Ryan, when you say uh, Scott Dix is one of the best, uh, what does that mean to you? What, what is it about his style that just jumps out at you every time you watch it? He's just always strong no matter where you are, you know. In this series, to be a champion and, and to do what he's done, obviously you have, to be, you have to be very good at every different discipline, and he's that way. It doesn't matter if you're on a street circuit, road course, short oval, super speedway. Scott's going to be up front, and uh, he's always a threat, and that's why he is where he is. But... Um, yeah, I've been racing him since, what, 07? So I've um, been sharing the track with him for a long time, and that's why I said it's, it's amazing that he is in that, that company that he is in. He's in a different time altogether than um, the company that he holds. So it's pretty unique. Um, I think he deserves a lot more credit than he gets. Obviously, you guys are giving it to him, but I'm sure, uh, you know, 10 years after he retires, we'll all make a lot bigger deal of it than we are now. Any final questions? Gentlemen, congratulations. Thank you. We'll see you Thank tomorrow. you. Right? Yeah. Let's just keep it up. <laughs> we'll go ahead and continue with our Verizon IndyCar Series post-race press conference. Joined now by the winner of race one of the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix presented by Lear Scott Dixon, driving the number nine PNC Bank Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing. Scott, I, May was pretty good to you. May, May treated you fairly well. But how much of a relief is it to finally get this, you know, the first one of the season off your back? 
Yeah, it's, it's always nice. You know, I think, uh, you know, right now with the competition and the Verizon IndyCar series, it's, you know, it's just through the roof. You know, it used to be, you know, if I look back a few years, you could, you know, sort of run off five or six victories in a season. And, and uh, it seems those days are, are pretty much gone. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, super proud of, you know, everybody, uh, you know, Chip Ganassi Racing and, and obviously uh, PNC Bank's first victory. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to, uh, you know, Finishing third in Indy's nice, but you know uh, we're really only there, and, and really only people care about who wins at that place. So it's um, you know it's always tough leaving uh, Indianapolis unless you've won. Uh, but uh, it's always nice to rebound strong uh, in Detroit. Um, you know Honda have done a superb job. I think a uh, you know top six lockout uh, for them here in Motor City is uh, is a pretty big deal. And uh, congratulations to them. And um, you know we're going to come back and do it all again tomorrow. It would have been nice to uh, celebrate a bit tonight. I know this isn't the most comfortable topic for you, but I'm just going to flatter you for a few minutes here. So 14 consecutive seasons with at least one win, 16 seasons total with at least one win, and then obviously your 42nd win here today, tying you for third all-time with Michael Andretti. At what point will this sort of sink in and, and you'll start to acknowledge this a little more naturally and comfortably? Is it not until after however many years from now you're done? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, I feel... Yeah, you know, I feel very lucky and very privileged to be in the sport. You know, uh, it's it's a very tight, you know, uh, tight knit family group. I think, and and you know, to be on this one team, obviously for for sixteen or seventeen years, um, you know, it's it's a very tight group of people, and and um, you know, we win and lose together as a group, and you know, uh, you know, we've won forty one races together. We, you know, I had another win at uh, you know Pac West earlier in, in my career, but um, you know, I feel very proud of them and being able to to work with you know some of the best in the business and. I think we're also very lucky too to you know to still have you know AJ and and Mario yeah. and Michael still involved uh, you know to a, a very high level in the sport you know and and you know the the, the legends and and you know what they've done for 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 all of us you know is is uh, is really gratifying to see so um, for me you know I I, I love racing um, you know I feel very lucky to do it and you know. I, while I'm here, I want to, you know, do the best that I can. So, um, you know, winning is, is why we're in this business. And, and um, you know, that's why we're going to come back tomorrow and try and, you know, get number 43. Um, but that's easier said than done. Absolutely. Questions for Scott, starting with Bruce and then Casey. Scott, congratulations. Uh, how big a role, how much credit do you give, Stefan, for being able early in your career to connect the dots, get you to the right people? get you to PacWest, get you to Chip Ganassi. How big a role has he played? Stefan? Yeah, yeah, no, he's, uh, Stefan's been a good friend, you know, it, um, it was kind of, you know, how things just work out. Obviously, the, the, you know, he was what brought me to, uh, to America. We tested, uh, I think, in 1998 at Sebring, um, tested the first day with PacWest, you know, had a pretty average day, and then, and then ended up test, testing with Stefan Johansson's team, and, um, you know, had a, a superb day. Uh, we were fastest out of, you know, all the cars in that preseason test, and, and uh, they were able to, him and Vern Schupen were able to put together a deal where we just paid for testing and, and they got all the other costs, but, you know, it, it really kicked off, you know, um, my racing career here in America. We were able to pick up, you know, a win and Rookie of the Year for that season and, and then get picked up by PacWest at on the Indy Lights team and, and go on to, to win the championship the following year. But, uh, you know, since that first contract with that team, I've always been somewhat tied with, with Stefan, but, um, you know, he's uh, obviously a fantastic driver in his own right. Uh, the career he had in Formula One and, and many other, you know, victories at Le Mans and, you know, uh, others, you know, throughout, you know, uh, he's always a good person to lean on and, 
and really, uh, you know, he knows everybody in the sport, you know, which which helps. You know, his contact, uh, his black book is is pretty is pretty big, so uh, that helps. But um, yeah, you know, I think more just a friendship with Stefan is, is you know uh, is what I'm most grateful for, and you know, uh, you know, between myself and Chip and and uh, you know the the crew that I've I've you know mostly been with for these years, it's nice to do it, you know, uh, with everybody that started it. Casey. Hi, Scott. Um, you got your 42nd win, ties Michael Andretti. Awkwardly enough, you had to beat his cars to do it. What, what was it like uh, um, beating the Andretti Autosport cars and Honda with the performance here in Chevrolet's backyard? Just kind of talk about that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's definitely been... Um you know, quite obvious that the Honda have been strong here this weekend, which, you know, um, is good to see. You know, I think, uh, you know, they're, they're working as hard as they can. Um, you know, the, the, the season and the parity, you know, is very close, but it's also, there can be some polar opposites as we go, you know, through some of these different tracks. So it's quite interesting to, to see what, you know, uh, what you're always chasing with your, your, your competition. Um, you know, GM do a superb job and, you know, they, they make it tough for all of us. And, and you know, as we saw last week with, with Powers Victory, um, you know, at the 500, you know, they, they, nobody lays down, you know, everybody keeps pushing. So it's, uh, Honda will keep pushing, you know, um, you know, GM and, and Chevrolet are going to keep doing the same too. And, and that's what's, you know, really healthy for our sport. Um, what was the other question? Sorry, I missed the... Oh, with, uh, Andretti. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Michael was on the radio probably telling Hunter Ray to, to get after it a little bit there, but, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, Ryan was extremely fast on that last, uh, second to last restart, you know, I struggled to, to really turn the tyres on, um, and our last stint were actually very loose uh, throughout, you know, and, and we didn't really change anything, so I don't know if it was just, uh, you know, the, the tyre set that we had, or maybe with the ambient conditions, you know, uh, the COP was just too high, but um, yeah, it was definitely a handful, man, you know, I was, I was glad to see that checker flag, because the, the car, you know, was, uh, was extremely tough to hold on to. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you. Scott, here. Well, after you took the lead following the pit stop there from Andretti, uh, you extended to run, what, 25, 26 seconds. You felt comfortable enough to take a pit stop. And I, did you kind of feel like you were playing with house money almost? I mean, those guys had to go for You had a pit stop in the bag. Yeah, we we'd I think it almost extended uh, over 15 seconds at one point, uh, which is nice to have that buffer. But uh, obviously, you know, on these street courses, uh, that can you know can change in an instant. So, um, you know, for us, it was it was nice to have that buffer. I think it was really important. It allowed us to actually pit early and not really stress about you know uh, the undercut or, or uh, you know people going longer actually on the overcut. You know, extending that um, you know that gap and, and trying to have a you know better inlap. So. Um, we actually caught traffic, so it worked in, into our favor, you know, to, to, to have that. Um, and then that caution actually was the first time I'd seen, you know, any car kind of hold off on, on going full course. You know, there was a car in the runoff in seven, but they actually allowed everybody to pit, which was, was kind of nice. You know, you didn't have the flipping strategy that, you know, sometimes the leaders are, are sitting ducks and, 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 you know, get thrown to the back of the field. But, uh, you know, for us, we were one of the first to pit just because we caught the traffic, so it actually, you know, was in our favor anyway. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's always tough and... You know, if you can open up a gap like that, it's always going to help. Tony? Uh, Scott, on the, on the first stint with Marco on pole, how much of that was kind of just biding your time, knowing it was a guy that hasn't been on the pole in a while, and just was it, did you ever have a real chance of overtaking him, or was it kind of just wait till it gets in the window? Yeah, I knew Marco was going to be strong at the start. Um, you know, I knew he want, wouldn't want to give it up too easy either. So, uh, you know, turn one and two can be quite tricky here, um, you know, and, and obviously then, you, you know, you go straight into that big run down to turn three. So, um, you know, I tried to, you know, 
pressure them a little bit, but uh, their car was strong on restarts. Um, well, it's just kind of biting time. It was quite strange. You know, Marco would run, you know, 79-second laps, and, and then, you know, a 77 would come out of the blue. So it was... Uh, the pace was quite strange. Um, wasn't really sure what we were doing there. It was hard to get into a bit of a rhythm. We wanted to stay as close as possible, you know, just in case they pitted uh, quite early. We knew they kind of had to get to lap 20 to, to make it work anyway. Um, and then we, you know, started started to pile on the pressure a little bit there to, to you know, be close on, on that, uh, you know, pit stop exchange. And, um, you know, in that process, we were trying to save as much fuel as possible uh, to make sure that, you know, whenever they did pit, we could go a lap or two longer. Uh, and that's how it played out. You know, as soon as, uh, as soon as he peeled off, you know, we used a, a ton of OT, um, that good Honda power there, and, and uh, threw in a big lap time, which, you know, uh, the pit stop was flawless too, and, and uh, we were able to jump them. Bruce? Uh, two questions. Your competitors speak with the utmost respect and reverence for you, your career, hardly... I don't think I could find anybody in the paddock that's ever said anything bad about you as a race driver. When you have that level of respect and reverence from your competitors, how does that make you feel? Uh, I think, you know, the, 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 that level of respect is across the board. You know, I, I think, you know, uh, again, I feel very lucky to race, you know, all of these competitors, you know, and, and uh, I think important, you know, importantly for, for IndyCar right now, we've seen a, a tremendous amount of influx of rookies too and, and really damn fast rookies you know and and it's it's good to see for the sport you know some different names coming in um you know which is is good for the future and uh you know i, I feel lucky to to race you know some of the veterans that i have for for a while but also you know some of these guys that uh, have raced in different series throughout the world um and then you know have come over here to to try it too so uh yeah i have you know the utmost respect for for you know almost the entire field you know it's uh the the depth of of the indycar series right now is is like no other. And do you have another eight wins left in you to hit the 50 mark? Uh, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't, that's the goal. You know, I'd, I'd you know, like to have another 10 or 15, but, um, you know, it, it, it's definitely got tougher, uh, you know, throughout these years, and, and there's some, you know, really strong teams. There's no little teams anymore, you know, even though some of these teams like to call themselves little teams, they're not little teams. Um, you know, they're very well funded and, and, you know, have very good engineering staff, and, you know, able to, to, you know, pull off victories. So it's, uh, it's good for the health of the sport. And, and uh, you know, that's the problem right now is any team, any driver combination, you know, just about on the grid can win. I mean, if you're going to shoot for 50, you might as well shoot for 52, which would tell you for second, right? I mean, just two more. Well, 53 then. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Any other questions for Scott? Yes. Aaron, well, we'll do Aaron since you're Mike. Okay. We'll go to Tim and then Aaron. Scott, you're the only one who knows the answer to this, but when, when you're in the lead like that, and I've seen you in the lead like that in many races before, what is going on in your mind, and do you ever, I don't know, do you ever feel tired, think tired, anything like that? What is just, what's just your focus? Um, Any beyond the, you know, hitting the, hitting yeah, the ears right and stuff. There's plenty of oh shit moments. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, you know, you actually do talk to yourself, or at least I talk to myself a little bit. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's just, you know, you keep pushing, you keep pushing, you keep, you know, you're just constantly trying to find the edge, especially, you know, when, you, when you've got somebody so, uh, you know, strong behind you. Hunter Ray was, was really good on those restarts. Um, and the, the car is quite tricky, you know, at that point. So you're, you're trying to find, you know, the edge of grip and, and, you know, keep it on the track at the same time. Uh, it's very easy to lose control, and especially in the confinements of these, you know, concrete walls. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just... Um, 
you know, the adrenaline is, is flowing big time, you know, uh, especially when you see a victory so close, you know, you, you just, one, you're trying to go as fast as possible without screwing it up. Aaron, over here on that. Do you have blisters here that are worse than normal? And historically speaking, how much tougher is, is the Sunday race here because you're sore and whatnot? Yeah, I think it depends a lot on the car, uh, how you know how tough the car is, and, and especially in the in the last uh, last stint there, our car was was uh, you know very loose, so very hard to, to hold on to. But no, um, I think the uh, American Ninja Warrior actually helped out my hands there, so yeah, feels, I feel pretty good. Just coming up on June 18th, by the way. Oh, there we go. Don't blink. Any other questions for Scott? Scott, thank you very much. Thank you. See you tomorrow.